Well, good morning. You got your Bibles? Take it, if you would, and turn to the book of Acts. The Acts of the Holy Spirit. How God's power through the risen Lord Jesus in the person of the Holy Spirit took hold of the local church and took it from a very small gathering of a few believers and impacted the whole world. I hope that that's what you're about. I hope as you're a believer, you're committed to impacting your whole world with the good news of Jesus Christ. If I had a title of the message this morning, it would be Holy Spirit Power. Now, in the 7th and 8th grade kids, we call it Holy Ghost Power. Now, we've tamed it down a little bit because, uh, you know, it's Holy Spirit Power. But I want to ask a question this morning to each of you. What on, what, in the, what on earth am I doing here? Not necessarily here in this place of worship, but here on this place called earth. At this time in your life, why has God spared your life and allowed you to live on planet earth? I do go to Brazil a good bit, and when I go to Brazil, I don't have the privilege of speaking to senior adults, the reason why there are none. When I come into a room to speak, I will be the only one over 70. For the age of men, the average age of men in Brazil is under 60 meaning they don't live into their 70s or in their 80s. And when I move beyond 70, I begin to ask that question, what on earth am I doing here? When most of the world does not experience these many years here, what am I doing with the rest of my life? The Bible has no indication that we're ever to retire. As a matter of fact, The indication is the older we get, the wiser we get, and the more God expects of us to be effective in the ministry He calls us to. More productive we should be. In Acts chapter 20, we have a story of Paul. Paul is now a senior adult. And he has seen the gospel expand profoundly throughout the whole earth. As a matter of fact, all of Asia had been impacted, as we will see. And now he is on his way to Jerusalem. And the people at the church at Ephesus, the leaders there, are visiting with him. And he's telling them, look, don't go. Because there's danger there. There's difficulty there. There's problems there, and it's better off if you wouldn't go. Why don't you just stay with us and retire here with us and enjoy life with us? Out of that context, we turn to chapter 20 of the book of Acts. We begin in verse 21. And he begins to tell them why he's going on to Jerusalem and beyond in the rest of his life. He says, I have had one message 
And it's been for everybody, the Jews and the Greeks alike. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, underline this, and now I am bound by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me from city after, in city after city that jail awaits me and that suffering lies ahead. But, verse 24, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Let's pray together. Lord, in the midst of the world in which we live, Your Word is just as powerful as it's ever been. Your people can explode with great truths to a hurting world. I pray that this morning, each of us, by the power of Your Spirit, will come to grips with what we're doing here on earth. Why are we here today, at this moment in our lives, And what work do you have for us that needs to be finished, that if we do not accomplish it, it will not be done? Might in the midst of our time together, your Spirit speak to our spirits. For we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. The question I want to ponder with you, and there's two of them. One of the questions is this. How do I maintain throughout life a dynamic spiritual vitality without burning out. Without wanting to back away and quit. You see, Paul speaks to the people in Ephesus early in his writing to them. He said in chapter 1, how tremendous is the power available to us who believe God. But the opposite of that is, if we don't believe God, what is it? There is no power. We begin to get worried, discouraged, defeated. But with God's power, we have unlimited power. The question I ask you, this another question I ask you, are you having a party in life today? Is life exciting to you today? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Or are you letting Satan spoil your party by the circumstance of life? Paul was a great leader of the church at Ephesus. We know that he was there for a lengthy time. He was their pastor. And the church at Ephesus was a mega church, meaning they had thousands of members. But they met also in their small groups and homes. Most of the churches of the early century were large churches. They had the church at Ephesus, the church at Corinth. And they impacted the whole city for Christ. They made a difference. But they also were in small groups where they 
ministered to one another and reached out with the gospel. And Paul, matter of fact, Acts 19.10 says, People throughout the whole province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. Now, how did they hear that? They heard it by the people at Ephesus, the people in these churches telling about the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, they want to, they, the people at Ephesus wanted Paul to live in the past. He said, Paul, you've had a great ministry. Why don't you retire here with us? Why don't you stay with us? We'll protect you. And Paul said, I must, I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I'm bound by the Spirit to live in the future, not in the past. One of the challenges you have in life is this. You sometimes want to live in the past. And sometimes you want to live in the future. But the reality is you must do what? You must live in the present. How do you do that? You live in the present by learning from the past and having great expectations for the future. If you don't see a future, you will live in the past. If you don't accept the past and learn from the past, you won't be able to handle the future. And Paul said, I've had a great past. I'm in a great moment, but I'm preparing for the future. So this morning, I want to talk with you about how to find out and how to accomplish what God would have you to do right here on earth, right now, in the circumstance you're in. First of all, you want to know that Holy Ghost power is available to you because it was available to you when you were saved. Salvation is the major theme of Paul. It should be the major theme for you. It should be the awareness that God has saved me and I am secure in Him. As a matter of fact, if you look back there, salvation is spoken of even by the prophets when it declared He was pierced for my rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. It's also spoken by the, in the Psalms. You will sh- show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. The idea is this. Our salvation has been declared from the beginning of time in Genesis all the way through Revelation. And Paul was emphasized, he always remembered about his salvation. If you look back in verse 21, he said, I only had one message for you. What was it? It was the message of repentance and the message of faith. And that message hasn't changed to this day in the 2012. The only the primary message in your life is this. Repent toward God of the sins you have and faith Jesus Christ in whatever circumstance you're in. That's living in the present, preparing for the future. 
It's good to be with you this morning. And I'll be coming from time to time. Why would I come to Goodlettsville? Huh? The grandchildren, that's right. You know you have to put up with son-in-laws because you want grandchildren. Do you realize that? Oh, I'm proud and thankful for Lyle and uh, Susan. But I'll tell you what, do you know my grandchildren? You do. I've got lots of them. I am 76 years old. Now, you're not supposed to fool with youth when you're 76, right? You try to steer away from them. They're all over me. They're around me all the time. My youth minister at Inglewood said, Doc Jed, why don't you go to youth camp with us this year? And I said, well, I can't go because I'm going to be in Brazil when you're in youth camp. Well, the middle school pastor spoke up and said, well, why don't you go with us? And I said, well, when are you going? He said, we're going in August. I said, okay, I'll go. So I went to youth camp this year. How many of you are 76 and over been to youth camp lately? Well, they've got one. I saw one on the screen advertised. You need to sign up. They need you there. But worse than that, you need them. When I got there, the camp, they were doing rap music. Do you know anything about rap music? You all do that much here? You all don't rap much? Well, they were doing rap. They had this song. It goes like this. The Lord has healed our bodies. It's time for a Holy Ghost party. Dance. Now, wait a minute. We're in a Baptist church. I'm not in an Assembly of God church, you know. Dance. Do what? Dance. Dance. If you know the Lord's been good to you, come on and dance, 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 dance. There ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party, because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. They sang that to the top of their voices. They were just having a big time. I was singing with them, but I got to thinking, you can't have a Holy Ghost party without Holy Ghost power. Amen? You see, part of our problem in our lives is, if we don't have the power of the Holy Ghost, we can't have a party. We get discouraged, we get defeated, we get downhearted. And you've been there sometime in your life. If you haven't, just wait, you will be. So I was just singing away, and I was singing Holy Ghost power instead of party. So the last night we were there, in the midst of that time, they got a hold of me and asked me to lead this, and it went like this. I don't know whether you've got that, Lyle, or not. It went like this. See, that's what you get to do when you go to youth camps. You have a big time. You wear your hat backwards. You put your glasses on. 
I didn't drop my britches like some of you are supposed to when you do that. But that's just a, we just had a ball. We had a great time. And the idea is this. These young people worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ. How are you doing with that these days? Are you worshipping your past? Are you worshipping your present? Are you worshipping your future? Or are you worshipping the Lord? Some of you know some of my background. I uh, have been in the ministry a long time. I was nearly thir- well, I was 30 years old when I graduated from Union. God called me to preach when I was 28. And God has blessed me more than any pastor I know anywhere. Been blessed with a great family, great churches. You know, you know what makes a great church? Great lay people. Not great pastors. No, no, no. Not great locations. No, 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 no. Great lay people. It did it in the first century. It does it in the 21st century. Your church will be no greater than the people of the church. Amen? That's true now. You may not believe that. That's true. You have a wonderful facility. I praise the Lord that you've renovated it. It's just beautiful, and it's very worshipful. And I've been downstairs. You've done a marvelous work of bringing up to date some of your facilities. And facilities are important only because the people who come to these facilities are important. But I had a lot of things that went on. And 06 was a difficult year. My wife got sick with terminal cancer. And 06, 07, and 08 were tough years for me. My wife passed away in September of 08. And in the spring of 09, I decided it was time for me to die. I asked God to take my life. I really wanted to die. I was depressed. I wanted to quit. My family was all settled. Susan and Lyle were here, and they had a great ministry here. My other son, my oldest son is a pastor. My middle boy lives next door to me, and he's situated. And I thought, my family is very secure. I'd stepped down as senior pastor. I was on staff and working in the pastoral care ministry and some of the other things, but I really wanted to die. Have you ever been there? You know what was wrong with me? I'd lost the joy of my salvation. I'd lost the radiance of the power of the Holy Spirit on my life. All of us can do that. Satan loves it when we get discouraged. When we get our circumstances being more important than our salvation. In the midst of that moment, God brought me to an awareness of the fact that He wasn't through with me yet. As a matter of fact, a verse of Scripture, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How will we escape the mercies and the grace of God if we forget how the great salvation that we have is the centerpiece of our lives? As important as our families are, our salvation is central. It's the centerpiece. And He woke me up. 
I spent about six weeks in Brazil that summer, and he really woke me up to the fact that he had places he wanted me to go. You see, the Holy Spirit power not only saves you, but he always does what? He sends you. He has a place for you to go. You see, following the call of the Holy Spirit is far more important than whether I live or I die. It is so important that I need to focus on the future as I learn from the past. You see, Paul was being encouraged by the people at Ephesus to retire, to quit. Because there was what a front, what in front of him? There was danger. Let me tell you, there's always danger in front of you. And you can live in fear of that danger. Or you can faith that future. Paul said, I know I'm going to Jerusalem, and I know jail will probably wait for me. And what happened when he went to Jerusalem? What did they do to him? They arrested him. And they put him in jail. And he spent the rest of his life in prison. Some think in his latter years they released him some, but the reality is, but look what he did while he was in prison. He wrote the books of Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, and all of these he wrote, for he said, I am bound by the Spirit to go forward and not live in the past. Have any of you ever wanted to live in the past? Come on now, be honest with me. Yes. Amen? Satan loves it when we want to live in memory lane and not believe that he has great and mighty things for us to do in the future. He said, I am bound by the Spirit. The idea is, if I'm going to carry out God's will in my life, I need to move forward. I have a picture. Put it up there, Lyle. What about that? Do you realize that's in my house? And we had nine grandchildren. Now, we have 67. I remarried last year. And between my wife and I, we have 67 children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, and their mates. But these are the young ones. And I think, you know, if I'd have quit in 09, what blessings I would have missed. What profound blessings are you going to miss if you quit? You see, God wants to send you as He wanted to send Paul to Jerusalem. As He wanted to send me forward beyond 09. He wants to send you and me. He wants to send this church to a great future and a great hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you open to that? Amen? Are you excited about the future? Oh, you say our nation's in a mess. Let me tell you what, I've lived a few years, it's always in a mess. I've never known it when it wasn't in a mess. And the only hope our nation has is that we as believers in the power of the Holy Spirit step forward with the good news of Jesus Christ. 
And you need to be a part of that. So the Holy Spirit saves us. The Holy Spirit secures us. The Holy Spirit sends us, and the Holy Spirit secures us. My life, listen to this, my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the, by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the gospel about the wonderful grace of God. You see, Holy Spirit power saves us, sends us, and secures us. By grace we are saved. By grace we are sent. By grace we are secure. I don't have time to complete this sermon this morning because you all have a Sunday school you need to attend, but I want to give you a verse of Scripture. Leave you with this. It's a verse that God gave me back in 09. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up by my victorious right hand. In this verse, there are several things. You haven't got time to write them down, but you might look at that verse. God's presence secures us. God's peace satisfies us. God's power strengthens us. God's provision supplies us. God's promise sustains us. Fear only protects worry, and worry brings defeat. Jesus said to you and to me, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. There just is not any power like Jesus' power in your life. And when you let it function in your life, you never stop till He turns off the switch. Let's pray together.